Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, Joe and I talking guns. Yeah. <laughs> How we won World War II. No, I just mentioned the Browning automatic rifle. Okay, so that the was a factor. I mentioned the M1 Grand. Right. And uh, beyond that, the rest How about a bazooka? Here. Let's talk about bazookas. <laughs> I don't know anything about bazookas. What do you know about bazookas? They fire big shells, and they can take out a tank. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all of this was prompted by the CBS reporting that we are sending tons of uh, weaponry to the Ukraine. So... Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that it was all done by weight, either did Joe. That's right. We're sending a lot of heavy weapons over there. (laughs) Not many, but they're very heavy. M1 Garand, which weighs about uh, 20 pounds apiece. They're very popular these days. If you wanted to buy one uh, at a gun show or something, it would cost you thousands of dollars. Well, a thousand bucks probably is sort of the base price. I don't need one, but thank you for sharing that information with me. Well, yeah, but the baby boomers want them because of their dads carrying them. I see. All right. uh, So we're off into open phones. You see how the day's frivolity can evolve into many popular (laughs) topics. We'd love to include you in this. 1-800-795-9565 is our open telephone number. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. We don't see any emails in the email bay, so... So if you sent one and we didn't read it, resend it, because after a while that gets uh, purged. Of course, texts only last 24 hours, so that is empty this morning. But we'll take more texts if you wish to send them to us. Or you can call one 800 795 Let's see, in political news, uh, Joe Biden's coming to Pittsburgh, so you'll be able to talk to him in person if you can get in the crowd there. And uh, let's see, Gee, Nancy Pelosi there seeking would be an exciting re- event. election. <laughs> Nancy <laughs> Pelosi seeking re-election. Yeah, they may, that uh, may be bad for the party. I heard a very interesting analysis this morning on, uh, I think it was on Morning Joe on MSNBC. Okay. And they're saying that if Nancy Pelosi bailed out, if she didn't run again, that might encourage more than the 30, do, 30 pros, 30 uh, congressmen who are Democrats and are not running, it might increase that number. Okay. That if Nancy's headed for the exits, maybe they all ought to leave. So this will help the Democrats then. More of them will stay. Well, except that there are some that feel that her leadership has been lacking and that she should, she's outlived her welcome among her fellow Democrats. Of course, there was a challenge to her the last time. There probably would be a stiff one now. The thinking is well, who that, knows she even wants to be leader next well, year? Well, I think she may give that up. That that's kind of the thinking, that she will step down from the leadership. I don't think she will. I think she likes the power. 
Is there time for youthful leadership there? I mean, how old is Steny Hoyer? Oh, he's about as old as she is. Well, she's 81. <laughs> I saw that in the AP version. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it should be a very interesting time with the, with the midterms coming up and whether or not the Democrats uh, lose <laughs> not 40. Not if you're a Democrat in Washington. <laughs> well, the question is, would they do they lose 20 seats or 40 seats mm-hmm. in the House? Maybe they won't lose any. Who knows? A lot can happen. You know, the five, what is it, six months, seven months is a lifetime of politics. think lose 20 seats in the House next year? I think it, they could. They could. Okay. How many seats will it take to flip? I mean, About we know 10. That, oh, just 10. Okay. So, uh, well, probably less than that, isn't it? It's not. It's just razor thin there. I thought too. it was eight, so I'm just saying 10 would certainly flip it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe one of our good listeners knows. How many uh, flips would it take <laughs> to give Republicans control of the House? I see five. Joe says 10. What's your view on this, folks? But in any event, we certainly know that we'll probably have a Republican control I think we could both agree House it would only Senate. take one in the House and the Senate. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. So, uh, and that all of this is. Uh, I think all but guaranteed next year. This seems to be the natural flow of things in previous decades that whomever's in president loses the House and Senate, loses a lot of power in the House and Senate, you know, whether it flips it the other way or not remains to be seen. So that's perfectly normal. But you have that combined with the fact that President Biden is just doing exceedingly poorly. So that's going to make it worse. So I would suspect we're going to have yeah. a pretty big shift. Fascinating next year. story this morning that said despite President Biden declaring he is a, and his administration outperformed expectations. <laughs> that cracks me up. In his first year in office, even some progressive media outlets have begun to abandon their public admiration for the Democrat as he battles a series of crises and consistently poor approval ratings. While Biden enjoyed glowing coverage the first six months of his presidency, his botched handling of the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan last summer sparked a public crisis in confidence and dwindling credibility with the press. Record inflation, ongoing supply chain issues, and a pandemic that is entering its third year have also contributed to more negative coverage. NBC's Chuck Todd opened Sunday's Meet the Press by declaring Biden is, quote, no longer seen as a good commander-in-chief. Well, well yeah. he was broadcasting, probably attributing that to somebody else. It's not necessarily no, his No, he said it. It's, it's my, he said, it's my opinion. Chuck that Todd, yes. Well, I mean, Let's face it, he didn't say, I believe, but he, he wrote the story. Right, but I, I think what's really happening is that there is uh, he starts out with a wide range of opinions, not all of which are attributed. He may well, or may not actually personally feel that he, way. But in any event, you certainly can argue it, as we often do on this show. I mean, President Biden has probably had some victories, if you consider the infrastructure well, bill. forget or the victories for a second. The, Chuck uh, Todd continued with a grim statistic from the latest NBC News poll that 72 percent of respondents say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Right. No, direction. I got it. I understand that. I, I think his comment was about other people. I'm just saying that's probably not his personal opinion. But in any event, regardless, he, there certainly are many people, what, 70 percent, who feel that what Chuck Todd said was accurate. So let's focus on the 70 percent, not Chuck Todd. Okay. Um, I well, think then President Biden continue. can say that he has some victories, but, you know, he can't have victories in on paper and in you know massive legislative deficit 
bolstering things, but then lose on the front that really counts, you know, saving lives overseas or inflation or gasoline prices or supply chain or worker shortages or the pandemic. I mean, you and I are impacted by the pandemic and the worker shortage and inflation. So those are the things people care about. He went on to comment that Biden is no longer seen as competent and effective, no longer seen as a good commander-in-chief, and perhaps most damaging, as easygoing and likable. He added, in fact, just 5% of adults say Mr. Biden has performed better than expected as president, (laughs) one of the many lowest firsts and fewest in the NBC poll. Which begs the question, what is wrong with the 5%? I mean, nobody can say that President Biden has done a good job. You can be staunch Democrat and say... Biden says he's done a good job. Well, okay, well, I rest my case. He also doesn't know why people think he might be suffering from cognitive impairment. You know, he should have been expecting that answer and had a better answer other than just, I don't know. Well, actually, I don't mind someone saying they don't know if they don't know. I would Mm. feel better if a president... That's a true answer. If a president is asked a question, are you going to drop the bomb on Russia? And he says, I don't know. I would be worried. (laughs) Okay. 1-800-795-9565. I'll have to think about that illustration. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm sad because it's not going to snow here this weekend. <laughs> well, you're you're sad, but lots of folks are happy. But well, I think I you know. you need a check up I'm from the in neck a minority up. Minority on this one. <laughs> yes, you are. I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought I would answer the question if it hasn't already been answered. The U.S. House makeup. Did you already discuss uh, that? No, we didn't get no, a we didn't get a definitive answer. answer right. There are 222 Democrats, 212 Republicans. Okay. So, so she only has to flip five. Ten, five. Uh, ten seats. Well, but only five of them have to change, right? Right. So it would be good to have a few extra, as badly as this is going. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to get 20 or 40, according to Joe. And, you know, I certainly don't have an informed dispute for it. Well, but that that's a lifetime between now and November in politics. I mean, anything could happen. That surprises me you say that because the other day, once again, someone that was discussing gerrymandering talked about how something on the order of 90% of the seats are a sealed deal. Like they remain in that party's possession. Mm. That's a lot, boy. That's a very little bit that ever sways left or right. Well, yeah, that's true. But there was also an interesting um, article that I read over the weekend that talked about these 20 Democrats who are leaving. Or 20, is it 20 right now? Yes, 20 or 29, something right. like that. Yeah, I think 29, actually. 29. Yeah. And it says that, you know, the, the value of incumbency is the recognizable face, the relationships that incumbent has developed with constituents and other people. So all of a sudden, he's not running or she's not not running, and there are two brand new faces, and people have to start from scratch and determine which one of these two would be better, and when the everything's up in the air, it could go either way. I see what you're saying, Joe, until you think about, for example, last week we were discussing, in order to right the wrongs that many people believe have gone on in this country, the gerrymandering that goes on, the, the remaking of districts allows for, at this point, that you make uh, safe districts for people that are all, like, uh, majority Hispanic, majority black, no majority women, I'd like to point out. But, you know, um, so then, despite what you're saying, you know, that, that then locks that seat in no matter what, theoretically. That's assuming the people who live there mindlessly go in and vote for 
that single thing. Now, I'm very happy that Pennsylvania did away with the block voting on the ballot. That might not be what it was called. But you'll recall in our youth straight party you could voting. Go in yeah, and, straight thank party. you, Joe. Mm-hmm. You could go in and click Democrat or click Republican and walk out and not give a thought to the human beings that that represents, that you've chosen. Yeah. I'll tell you what's a mystery to me is why these people cling to these positions. You know, many of them now are... Uh, uh, what's the, what's the word you disallow on the radio to describe people who are older than sixty five? Elderly. <laughs> Elderly. Well, yeah. Elderly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our listeners says Stanny Hoy is eighty three. Right. I, you know, I don't understand. Don't you think you ought? To, it, it isn't leadership recognizing that new people are coming up behind you. You should nurture those people and step aside. And that's not what we see happening in our political party. In fact, when on occasion a young person displaces a senior person, we saw that a few times here in Pennsylvania, I mean, you can knock these commentators over with a feather. They just simply cannot believe that on these rare occasions, again, these uh, old stalwarts are gone from the political uh, face of the earth. I don't think they're really gone. I just think they're not overt. Now they're covert. They're the whisperers, you know, in the back door meeting but look at, people. Look at the lesson, Cindy, the South taught us for many years. They send a congressman there as a teenager, practically, and keep him there until he's 90 years old, and they right. have huge amounts of seniority, and right. they are the ones who get things done for their district. The more senior you are, the more you can get done for your district. Well, I hope that we did away with a lot of that. You know, um, I remember, was it during Bush, I think, that it came out how much they used our dollars to buy the seats for representatives by giving out, you know, these pre-assigned amounts of money, right? Walking um, around. I remember Mary Landu, Landrew, was it, the, of, uh, Louisiana. of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. She asked for two boats to be built, two military boats to be built in her district, and they gave her like ten. I mean... <laughs> But and 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 the truth was that the military didn't even want the two, let alone the ten. This is what goes on with our money, you know. You wonder why we can't provide health care for people or housing or all these other issues. Well, it's because they spend so much of our money feathering each other's nests with these appropriations that are tucked into bills. Now there was a point at which they did away with that, and. Um, that created quite a problem because then you couldn't buy the representative's vote by promising them two votes or ten votes, right? You couldn't buy their vote. Now you actually, they actually had to think for themselves, decide what was best for their constituency truly, and try to vote on it. And that created a lot of uh, lockdown, right, and inability to get things done. Well, they did, if you recall, limit the amount of time someone can serve as chairman of a committee. There's a finite amount of time they have there, and then they have to give it to someone else. And a lot of times people have resigned. I forget there was a Republican here in Pennsylvania, I think, who resigned. Oh, uh, Bud, uh, Bill Schuster. He was about uh, he had reached oh, the was about ter- to time out. At right. He was about to time out as chairman of Transportation Committee, and so he just didn't run again. No more fun. I, I will never forget how uh, dumbstruck I was when I was watching the votes on Obamacare, and it was a Senate uh, committee meeting, and the senator's name is eluding me right now. See, I'm a senior person, very <laughs> famous, elderly, senior uh, person. The man could not even lift his head. He was literally bent over oh, looking Claude at his Pepper. lap. Pardon Claude, me? Claude Pepper? No, no, much more recently. Oh, okay. And he, 
He's the one that got the National Constitution Day tucked into a bill that forces all the schools to teach about the Constitution. He's from West Virginia, or he was, he said. Harry Bird. Harry Bird, thank you very much. Here was a, he, he served as a vital person, but here he was incapable of physically incapable of serving his folks anymore. It was obvious that the man was on his they last They were wheeling leg, him in there. And they wheeled him in there for this vote. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible to be doing that kind of a thing. Hey, right? they, they wheel me in here every day, Cindy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that, Joe. Well, <laughs> you yeah. have my, how do they get you up those stairs? It ain't easy. There's a ramp in the back. <laughs> anyway, you know, I this this uh, speak strongly to what I believe in, which was term limits. Term limits would force this turnover. Term limits would eliminate this endless grip that certain people have. Term limits would, um, once we've all adjusted to it, now I get it, Joe, you're going to say, but what if you really like that Cindy O'Hara and wish she were there until hell froze over? If you may feel that way, but, the, but as a collective, I question whether that's in the greater wisdom. Okay. Fair All enough. Right. Well, thank you so much Thanks, for the call. Thanks, Thanks appreciate for the your comments, as always. appreciate it. Yeah, interesting conversation. Anybody want to join in, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. All this conversation prompted by the fact that Nancy Pelosi released a video uh, with a, the San Francisco skyline in the background saying she is running for re-election again. I think this... She either, should have put the homeless people living on the streets promise? The I know she said that in 2018 she wasn't running again. So I think this breaks a promise that she wasn't going to run again. So, uh, But she may have already broken that promise. You know, the fact that she's there now may already have done that. But in any event, uh, so she announced that. And, of course, uh, analysts were saying this morning, a couple of them, Joe caught one, and I've heard others that say, well, it's a good thing because otherwise gobs of Democrats would have also resigned so or decided not to run. So or maybe resigned. But sure. in any event. If so. the head rat thinks the ship is sinking, all the other little rats have well, to get off, too. Well, that could be it. You know, maybe they think that... Uh, She's going to get out while the getting's good. Nobody wants to be a minority Democratic uh, representative in Congress. But I'll tell you what, that's going to happen anyway. So you can either be there or you can be home. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you on this topic or anything else. It's an open day. You can email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We should have had that conversation on the air. We tried to see, we were elaborating on what uh, Chuck Todd was saying, that the president's lost his uh, cachet as commander-in-chief. And I said, well, what has President Biden done right? Uh, 
and uh, I can count the infrastructure bill and, and the stimulus package that was passed early on in his presidency, but what has he done wrong? And of course, the U.S. southern border is an outright crisis, unaddressed. Afghanistan was a debacle. Um, inflation, gas prices, um, the, the, pandemic. Virus, right, the pandemic, and, and now these are all things that he just can't blame on President Trump anymore because th- these are all things that he does have some control over. Well, you know what's interesting to me, if he, and I'm sure he has no contact uh, contact with Donald Trump at all, but everybody says that Donald Trump, all the Democrats are saying Donald Trump was Putin's puppet. Why wouldn't he call on President Trump and say, hey, listen, you know, speak to your pal Vlad and see if he can stop this. If they really believe that Trump had some sort of an in with Putin, why wouldn't they call on him to try and do what he could to stop it? They love each other. We know that. Oh, yeah. They're just really bosom buddies. No, 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 no. I mean, Putin and Trump love each other. Are they bosom buddies, you think? Well, they say they were when they were in. They loved each other. They They had a rare brotherhood camaraderie, rarely seen. So really, I must have missed that. Well, didn't didn't President Trump talk about that, or was that with Kim Jong Un? Well, he and Kim Jong Un got along. Oh, they loved each other. Okay, all right. So remember, Trump he didn't even love stepped Putin. over okay. the border into North Korea. Okay, all right. I got you now. Yeah. So I got my I, I got my uh, uh, bromances mixed <laughs> up here. But you know, but Trump, in any event, Trump never met a dictator he didn't like. Right. 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 Well, he we all we all can agree Putin. on that. Well, can't look what we? Putin did for him, trying to sway the election. That didn't work, but uh, fortunately, well, the it worked people. the first time, according to you folks on the left. <laughs> well, it may have had an impact, but in any event, certainly. So, in other words, the first Putin. time it failed, but the second time it was even worse. No. I don't recall Putin's impact on 2016. We know it was. You don't remember the Russian dossier? You don't well, remember yes, all yes, that? Yes, so we are certainly <laughs> familiar with all that stuff. But I don't think that's substantial. But I do think by the time 2020 came around, Vladimir Putin had honed on his abilities. But maybe I have the time wrong. wrong. But in any event, the fact of the matter is, uh, if if President Biden were to live up to any of his remarks when he was campaigning, one of which is to be a bridge builder, he would have no trouble contacting. Contacting, uh, you know, President Trump. You know, look at Jimmy Carter contacts with Henry Kissinger, you know, because you know that this person can help you. So I just think it's a you, you reach out to anybody who's on your side. Well, I'm sure no no one is going to want no Democratic president is going to want to reach out to Donald Trump, considering the investigations that are right. ongoing. Of course, he's going to be a presidential candidate in a couple of years. But if he if he did have this remarkably close relationship to Vladimir Putin, it would seem to me that even as a back channel effort, I might call him up and say, mm-hmm. "Listen, listen, Don, I know you and I don't agree, and you know, but for the good of the country, could you talk to Vladimir and see well, if maybe he pull him down?" Well, it is a back channel. So maybe, <laughs> although hardly anything ever seems to say Do you think secret. that that would seriously happen, that Joe Biden would call him? Well, I don't. Uh, well, certainly President Trump wouldn't keep it quiet. The ship of state could be sinking and they wouldn't okay. reach out to Trump. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying you never know. That's why they call it a secret, is nobody talks about it. <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, uh, Ukrainian leaders are telling people in the Ukraine that uh, no invasion will happen. Well, not they're, they're not saying any invasion won't happen. They're saying it's nothing is imminent. You know, and and I think that's what the administration should be doing. They should be focusing on preventing 
an invasion rather than w- preparing to respond to one once it occurs. That's where I think their thinking is well, way your, off. But you see, that's what, again, everything I know I read in the papers about this, but Mr. Putin says that the reason he's doing all this is because of provocations from the West. So I'm sure President Biden is aware of that remark. So he's saying, OK, well, I'm not going to impose uh, President Biden say I'm not going to impose my sanctions now when he says he won't invade unless we provoke, you know, we provoke him. So um, that's that's a factor. You, I know a lot of people are saying, OK, well, we should you know do whatever um, sanctions we're going to do now. I hear a lot of Republicans saying that. But this Putin says, OK, well, I'm already being provoked because of this NATO conversation that's happening with the Ukraine. So if you do, I, I'm planning okay. to invade if and only if you provoke me in other well, ways. Bear in mind that during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we perceived that what was happening in another country was a detriment to our safety, and we took action against it. Can we legitimately fault the Russians for feeling the same way about their next-door neighbor joining an alliance specifically aimed at stopping them from doing stuff? Walk a mile on their shoe. Well, I, I, I think that would be true if we thought that NATO was an offensive organization, but they're really not. They're a security well, they're stability. Offensive to the Russians. Right. <laughs> but I th- you didn't I mean offensive that, that You way, have a better view on this than I do. I view of them as a stability guaranteeing or fighting for and defensive agency. A so this isn't the same as having your neighbor... Uh, get nuclear weapons, it's the same as having your neighbor put up a big fence. No, but even during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we had to agree to get rid of missiles in Turkey that we had pointed at the Soviet Union. Okay. You know, so there is, in theory, room for negotiation here. I would, if I were the president, I could see saying to Vladimir Putin, all right, I will oppose letting the Ukraine into NATO. What assurances will you give me that you will respect the integrity of the Ukrainian borders and you won't invade? You know, if if I can achieve protection for the Ukraine without them joining NATO, why wouldn't that be an objective I would pursue? Well, and it's good, no matter what, you know, you can avert the Cuban Missile Crisis. Did uh, President Kennedy appear to be a hero there? Yeah, he did. Okay. He, he was very, he was a strong well, Biden leader. Biden won't look that way. If no, he has to compromise, he he'll be viewed as a compromiser. The story of, of how we backed the Russians down is an incredible story. It's been told many times in many forms and many formats. Oh, I've heard it a hundred times. Well, <laughs> sure, I'm sure you have. But it's a, it's a story, and it's a lesson worth learning for Joe Biden. All right, we'll let you tell it during the 9 a.m. hour. We're going to enjoy open phones. Uh, We're on the national body politic right now, but we don't need to stay there. It is open phones. We're going to check news headlines and traffic, and we'd invite you to join us during the show and talk about a topic that's near and dear to your heart. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. time for CBS News, then local headlines on On the Mark. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Joe McGranahan, mayor of Shemokin Dam. He's a, he's a former lot of things. He's... <laughs> but he's... 
formerly a lot of things. Former there is a good C- description. CEO and former COO of the Sunbury Just Broadcasting COO. Corporation. CEO, you never were CEO? No. Oh, not something, something to strive for. <laughs> COO of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, once in charge of global tsunami response for Pima. Now it's volcanic response, which we're not anticipating. You'll see too much activity in that department. But uh, better to have someone in charge than to have a vacancy there, of course. I'm shooting for avalanches next. <laughs> avalanches. If I can move up. <laughs> uh, we could get avalanches in Pennsylvania, I think. We get snow slides of ice-crystallized uh, snow piles, you know. Well, that would mean more work for me. Then maybe I want to stick with volcanoes. Yeah, I'd stick with volcanoes. <laughs> That's more of a tropical issue. All right. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you. We have an accident at the intersection of A Street and Route 11 in Danville right now that's causing extremely long backups on Route 11 in Danville. That intersection is blocked there, so make sure you do a go-round. You can use the old Danville Highway or go all the way down to Market Street if that uh, is a good way for you to go to get around that in Danville. But accident reported intersection of A Street and Route 11 blocking Route 11. That's causing major delays in Danville right now. Promising trends in the COVID-19 statewide numbers in terms of hospitalization. 187 fewer people hospitalized in Pennsylvania since Monday. That included the five. Uh, that also is on top of the 500 fewer people hospitalized over the weekend. In our area, stable numbers at the various hospitals with uh, no change in the trends here. Statewide, there were 10,000 new cases of COVID-19. In the Valley, 306 new cases of COVID-19. Governor Tom Wolf participated in an online conversation with the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. Afterward, Chamber Communications Director Jeff Schaefer says the governor talked about the idea that we could win some jobs back this year. What he's saying, though, is people his age and younger have retired during COVID, which is part of this attrition that we're experiencing. He's also seeing less people using state services. What employers can do, he thinks that they just need to make their positions a little more attractive. And specifically, he mentioned providing something like child care. Oh, yeah. Just pay them more. You recall that from Governor. Wolf, Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Jeff, they're talking about the idea. Jeff Schaefer talking about uh, the governor's conversation. You can hear more about that. Uh, President Joe Biden will make his second visit of 2022 to Pennsylvania to visit Pittsburgh Friday, the White House said, as the Democrat confronts a persistent COVID-19 pandemic, rising inflation and congressional gridlock. The president will be here to talk about strengthening the nation's supply chains, revitalizing American manufacturing, creating good-paying union jobs and building a better America in Pittsburgh on Friday. So we don't want to create good paying non-union jobs, just good paying union jobs. Is that what I said? Yep. Okay. Well, that's that's what the AP reports. So we only care about you if you want to join the union. I just read the news. (laughs) Okay. And finally. No, uh, you editorialize on it from time to time. Sometimes, yeah, but not that time. Uh, Let's see. And finally, a man at the top of a heart transplant list won't get his new heart. A hospital in Massachusetts said he won't give it to him because he isn't vaccinated against COVID-19. A medical expert says that after a transplant, a person's immune system becomes very vulnerable and if doctors feel a patient isn't doing everything possible to protect from being sick, they prefer to give the small supply of available organs to patients who have a better chance of surviving 
after surgery. So even though this man has risen to the top of the list, no I heart would for you. prefer to do it. Well, if you can do absolutely positively everything. I mean, you know, it's like the bariatric surgery. You're supposed to already start to lose weight and, and have gone through counseling and uh, started to prepare a lifestyle that involves weight loss and staying thinner. So I, this is probably the same thing or grew out of, you know, this is probably heart surgery developed at first, this idea of making sure that you're uh, holistically part why of, is of he the at, solution. I, I think the question I would ask is why is he at the top of the list? Is it because he is imminent danger of dying? Well, he must be able or to is it, it. Or is it just the fact that uh, he's been on the list so long that he's now risen to the top? He's a staunch conservative. I'm speculating. And so they want to keep him. They want to just kill him, right? Okay. <laughs> well, a lot of the doctors are Republicans. But anyway, he's a staunch conservative, and he thinks the vaccine is a terrible serum. Well, he and made his choice. it's a pandemic. How about that? Uh, I don't know. I think if there's a and policy, if it's a uniform policy that they don't hand them out to people who haven't been vaccinated, I guess that's okay. You know, and I can understand them saying we don't want to take a chance of giving a heart to somebody who's going to blow it for one reason or another. <laughs> Who hasn't done everything in their abilities to make sure they have a good long life. But what, given the fact vaccinated. that um, in young people, at least, there are some issues about heart problems with the Moderna vaccine. Okay. You know, so I can understand somebody with a serious heart condition being reluctant. Well, that's about to end. If he gets the vaccine, then his heart condition is about to end. He will get a new heart. Okay, well. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about our national body politic. I listed uh, the infrastructure and the stimulus as two of uh, President Biden's many attributes. The uh, attributes, the things that have hurt him are inflation, gas prices, of course, the southern borders uh, unaddressed, really still a crisis. The pandemic, by now he could have taken steps to reduce this current surge, didn't. But to that end, Chris is on the line and says, oh, no, Mark, as always, you're a terrible uh, liberal. There's a long list of things President Biden has done, and here's that list. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Well, first of all, uh, the idea that Biden hasn't reached out enough to Republicans, and he gave this nasty speech that just turned them off so much that they couldn't possibly deal with him anymore. He waited a year before he said anything. It was on one specific issue. And look at what the Republicans have been doing to him and calling him and the names they've been calling him. I don't think you're being very fair in your judgment there. Okay. Noted. Thank what you. What names are they calling him? Incompetent, I understand. Oh, no, I... incompetent, senile. Uh, uh, they're not recognizing his election for the large part. That's not calling him names. <laughs> That's pretty insulting, though, isn't it? Well, they insulted Donald Trump, too. I didn't yeah. hear you complaining and about that. Yeah, just the names you call them every day. Who? You. Call Biden? Yes. I don't call him names. I just Denial, don't think he's come... incompetent. Yeah, I think that's pretty much name-calling. Well, even Chuck Todd says it, so he's one of your liberal icons. I don't have a liberal icon, and I don't know if Chuck Todd would be one of them if I did. Well, give it some thought. But he also didn't say that as, uh, as uh, uh, your partner pointed out. 
He didn't well, how say about it. the New York Times opinion pieces signaling a retreat from the commander-in-chief? The editorial board argued that Biden has added to his struggles by downplaying some of the nation's most pressing matters. Mr. Biden has contributed to his own political woes. Woes Through much of the fall, the president and other administration officials seem to be downplaying the dangers of inflation. Mr. Biden's insistence on this implausible narrative may be contributing to a sense that he is not taking inflation seriously. Could be contributing to a sense, not contributing to any reality. New York Times, opinion piece. Not contributing to any reality. Did you notice the phrasing there? Mr. Biden's insistence on this implausible narrative may be contributing to a sense that he is not taking inflation seriously. Well, I, I, I don't see any evidence that he's not taking inflation seriously myself. Okay. I'd like to know what evidence you have that he doesn't take it serious. How about the Washington Post? Biden presented himself. Oh, <laughs> that's just more opinion, Joe. I asked you for a fact. These are well. These are opinions from left-wing media. I asked you for a fact, not somebody else's opinion. These I are, asked you for a fact. Chris, you have called here and quoted the New York Times and the Washington Post as if they were God's gift to humanity any number of times. Now that they're saying something you don't like, all of a sudden it's not a fact You're not anymore. Listening though, they may be very valuable opinions I, to I him. Quote their newspaper reporting of facts to you. I don't. I hardly ever uh, uh, quote you their opinion pages to you. Okay, so their you opinions. Do understand there is a difference. What there, do you think? Though. But do you believe then that their opinions are not based on fact? Okay. That they just arrived at them through some willy-nilly um, desire to, to damage the Democrats? They have different motivations for different things. I think he has been uh, public relations wise. He hasn't done a good hasn't done a good job. I'll agree with that. So, in other words, he needs to put a better spin on his failures. Uh, no, they aren't failures. Well, not according to the Times and the Post. <laughs> Read the fine print, there, Joe. But a you're sense. missing the bigger picture. The bigger picture to a sense. That he wasn't Chris, doing something. If you would Not wake that he up, he wasn't doing something. Contributed to a sense that Chris, he wasn't doing something. If you would now wake up, if you would wake up and wait, say, just a second. If you would wake up and smell the coffee, you would realize that the really salient point here is that people who gave him blind support at the start now are having second thoughts and buyer's remorse. Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Did you read any of them where they said? Uh, Oh, I wish we'd we'd uh, we'd had voted for Trump instead. No, but I think there might be some people who wish one no, of the other no Democrats. Remorse, one, well, no, one of the other Democrats who ran for president could have been nominated. Well, yeah, I have a, a, a but you know, we, pretty much COVID stopped the the campaign at 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 when Biden was ahead, and kind of ruined the chances for any other Democrats. Uh, winning. Even Bernie? Yes, even Bernie. That's right. Uh, Bernie was the, probably his major challenger. Yeah, yes. especially Bernie. He he has a way in but person that, but of the swaying COVID kind people. of ended the, the, the act of campaigning. Okay, well. So right. I don't know what you're talking about, but to get back to facts about what he has done on things, he's actually, what do you want him to do on, for instance, uh, Ukraine? You don't want them putting troops in, do you? 
I don't think that's the first. Want them to, to well, you asked me a question. Obama and Russia, do you, you let me ask. You asked me a question. Let What's me ask. Yes it. or no question, Joe. Just answer uh, No, yes I don't want no. him to do either of those things. But and he but, hasn't done either of those. You want him sending supplies there? But, he has, but, right? But but if he has sanctions that would prevent Putin from going in, he should be leveling them now. Except that, except for one problem with that, Joe. And what is that? Putin it's a says, matter of diplomacy. Right, and Putin says, don't <laughs> provoke me with sanctions. Saying, you do want to keep conversations going? Is that going to increase conversations with Putin, or is that going to decrease them? Well, what do you think that we should do? Should we ask the people in the Ukraine what they want us to do and then follow their direction? Should we admit the Ukraine to NATO and run the risk of the Russians going apoplectic no. about that? No, and no. Okay. And he hasn't done those either. I didn't say had. I asked you if you thought I, if that was the solution. No, I think he should uh, work very hard on diplomatically getting NATO together on one page, which he has been doing, and all but Germany is together on it pretty much. He has uh, uh, threatened sanctions, which might be more important to leave them unspecified than specified, which he's done a little of both. So, yes, I think he, uh, so far, has been handling that situation quite well. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think uh, uh, getting, out of, uh, getting out of Afghanistan was, was you, you say it was done poorly, but poorly compared to what? I'm telling you what the media poorly is saying. Poorly compared to an ideal thing you ha- where you have 100% retrospective view of stuff, and and you don't know what the reaction would have been from the tel- from the the Taliban if so, uh, if uh, it had been delayed any more than it already was. So if I can sum up the sum and substance of what you are telling us here today, that the only problem Joe Biden has is that he's not good at public relations. Well, that's a everything fact. else well, has no, been fine. He's got other problems too. Oh well, you haven't admitted to any of them. Yeah, he's got a problem that he doesn't have a, a two or three vote cushion in the Senate. I mean, the, the <laughs> take take Trump for example. He had uh, what a three or four vote cushion in the Senate, and he couldn't do, get rid of Obamacare, which the Republicans tried very hard to do, even though they had nothing to replace it with. And if they had something to replace it with, they probably would have won that vote, but they couldn't come up with anything. But it's very hard to get through things through the through the Senate when you're do, you're you're relying on zero votes votes from your uh, from from uh, you only have fifty votes you don't even have a majority really okay and that's a bit it's a very, it's a very tough job and Nancy has done a great job in the right. representatives oh, because they have a very small majority no, there. Too. Nan- Nancy just walks on water. I agree. Thank you so much for calling uh, cr- in, Joe, Chris. Joe, you are so silly sometimes. <laughs> he has to pander I mean, to what, his what, base. What, what, what does that contribute to the conversation? Nothing. Yeah, Joe has to well, pander you, to you his just said how great she is. I'm agreeing with, I don't understand you. I'm agreeing. Right. She's I'm just great. I'm trying to talk facts to you, and, and you're doing this, oh, Nancy walks on water. I'm <laughs> trying to tell you that the I media... Mean, on, I'm trying to tell you that the liberal media is turning against your boy, and you don't believe me, so what's the point of continuing the conversation? I didn't believe you. I didn't say that he's, he's the greatest on. liberal ever. 
All right. And he never was. Uh, he, he, he never was the greatest liberal ever. Chris, so we got to go. Why would you expect anything different? We got to go. He's doing a very good job as president. We got to go. Thank you so much, Chris. Sure. We really, really, really uh, appreciate care, it. Nicely, nicely, nicely done. Very good. Thank you, Chris. All right, we'll take more support as a President Biden. Call 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. We're keeping a list of the pluses and minuses of the Biden administration so far, but we can talk about other topics, too. Just call in 1-800-795-9565. I said the stimulus package infrastructure, the fact and that he has talked to the GOP, as Chris's remark, and he has handled the Putin situation right, quite well. Right. Uh, <laughs> I list Afghanistan and inflation and gas prices. We, we talked about the gentleman with the, um, with the, the heart transplant against him uh yeah uh, one of our listeners says he is very ill and the family is not sure he is even strong enough to move if there was a hospital that would take him that's according to an article that our, our writer read yesterday so yeah we see that with the people on ventilators at a hospital that's packed it's even worse to move them than right. you know that seems to be a dilemma okay all right mike yeah and ecmo you can't move i found that out so how about that all right rob says given the division over trump's presidential term do you think he will get to lie in state in the Capitol building when he passes away asking for a friend. Mm. I would hope any ex-president should be accorded that honor. Yeah, he's st- he was a distinguished president. I didn't agree with his decisions or his behavior, but still he was president. Who decides that? Is it just Nancy or there's a whole Congress that decides? I know well, It's been automatic in the past, I think. Congress has to do it because for you remember a past McCain. President. Because of the McCain topic. Um, yeah, but McCain wasn't a president. I understand that, but Congress, Congress, I think Congress decides everybody, but I just think it was automatic for ex-presidents. I, I would think he would. I hope he would. I would be appalled if he wasn't. I mean, all of the the Trump supporters would rise up and invade the cap. Oh, wait, they already did that. And we get our flagpoles out again. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, we, I love it. it nicely done. You know, Mike, you're talking to a, a flagpole cop stabber and uh, a good old-fashioned non-liberal. Go right ahead. Hey, apparently Joe Biden's approval ratings are surging, especially among the leaders of Russia, China, Iran, the Taliban, and America-hating groups all around the world. They're pretty much pleased with what he's doing. What should he do? Well, number one, I think he should get honest, okay? The idea that sanctions against Russia or sending 85 American troops somewhere over into Europe is going to do anything to prohibit uh, Putin from doing what he wants. 8,500. Okay? 8,500. 
Yeah, eighty-five hundred. Did I say thousand? You said eighty-five hundred, and it's uh, or you just said eighty-five. But and I think they're only on standby. I don't think they're moving yet. Correct. Right, but right. the idea that he could. I'm sorry, but anyway, as far as NATO is concerned, if you go back to Donald Trump, he started talking about NATO and saying, "Hey, they're not pulling their load. They're not paying their fair share." And it comes down to this: who's a, who has armies that are willing and able? And, and I say able first, able and willing to fight in NATO right now, Great Britain and France. The other ones, they, you know, you, you talk to American service people, and I, and I know this from an expert, and this expert says, if you talk to American service people, they say much of the troops that are in NATO are basically, especially the, the northern Europeans, glorified backpackers and hikers that are subsidized by their government. And an idea that we're going to get into a shooting war with Russia, that is just not going to happen right now. I mean, not over Ukraine. And for Biden to act like he's trying to put this issue to bed without Putin to get what he wants, to me, is a, a big facade. All right. One and of our listeners, real quick, Mike, one of our listeners says Germany is willing to send their tank to the border. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's wrong. They have 200. Uh, oh, is they that what 200, it is? Okay. Supposedly, yeah. But, uh, no, you know, we, we talked about Trump's mental stability, and, and not me specifically, but the media, his un- instability, and whether he was fit to have the nuclear codes and, anything, and everything. <laughs> I mean, to listen to Joe Biden and watch his behavior and the way the media justifies it, I'm starting to get really seriously concerned about this guy in the White House and the things that he says, does, and the way he's acting. I really think there's something wrong. And, I, and the last thing I would do is criticize anybody that's elderly, because I'm soon to be really elderly. I'm just elderly now, but I'm soon hopefully be really elderly, and I know how, how things diminish you? rather quickly. How old are you? Six, 67. You are nowhere near no, elderly. nowhere near elderly. Elderly's uh, like when you're upper 90s. And even well, then, you know, it's a disparaging remark. <laughs> that you know that that's a true you know basically a true statement. But the average lifespan is seventy eight. But I'm right now with the trajectory I'm on with my personal uh, what do they call them comorbidities? My co- <laughs> comorbidities put me significantly short of that number. So, and I'm not trying to fool myself or anybody else right now when I say that. Okay. But the bottom line is, I and it's not just me. You know, it must be the rest of the brainwashed uh, conservatives that are watching Joe and and not listening to what the media says he's doing and and says, but watching him individually, watching him. I'm concerned. I really am. And And I'm surprised that it's not being talked about because every chance they had to talk about Trump's diminished mental stability, man, that was big news on MSNBC and CNN. How long are they going to cover this up? You mean Biden's mental stability? Well, he's done well, he well did. publicly lately. He did, yeah. I thought it, the fact that he could actually do a two-hour press conference and only come up with one or two major gaffes, I was impressed. Well, I guess... But the one was a doozy. <laughs> no, but think about this. When did he When did he call somebody a son of a you-know-what and uh, tell a woman that it was a stupid question? That was after that, right? Right. Both of them afterwards. So he, or yeah, was so the, I well, think he burned his brain out a little stupid bit. The stupid question was from the news conference, and the other one was uh, White House uh, meeting on Monday. Uh, inflation. Monday. And that's yeah. when he called Peter Ducey an SOB. Right. And, and to me, 
it was a legitimate question. Okay? And the thing about this is, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, the things that Biden are saying and doing right now, Trump would have been lambasted for. Okay? And the media is covering that all up. The, the mainstream media. <laughs> Why did now, we hear so CNN, much about, I mean, our CBS son, SOB comment came from CBS. And you guys carried that on the air? Uh, yeah, they yeah, carried it. They carried unedited. It. They aired both. One time they'd have the beep, and another time they'd and just And we, we played them both yesterday. Both, you know, both versions right. yesterday. Okay. It's then widely there, been covered. In the news media, did they, did they speak to, you know, questions are beginning to arise. There's people concerned in the inner circle. Or was it just <laughs> presented as, yeah, hey, this happened, and move along, folks. Nothing to see here. Well, if you recall did at they, the end of... If you recall, at the end of Trump's administration, there was a lot of talk about the 25th Amendment and using that <laughs> well, to get him out of office. Of I haven't heard anybody say that about Biden yet, but maybe that's coming down the pike. But that was all that was all based on what President Trump was saying about the election, not specifically his cognitive abilities. I mean, they weren't saying that he's totally uh, incompetent or... Uh, oh, yes, they were saying con- that. Well, uh, <laughs> individuals might have said that, but I don't think he could collectively say it. They were saying it because he kept lying about the election. Okay, well... Wait a minute, he kept lying about the election? Right, saying that there was, you know, millions of fraudulent votes cast for uh, Joe Biden that actually belonged to him, calling secretaries of state, relying on the pillow man to do his out, you know, outreach and his lying for him. That's the big... That's what prompted all that conversation, not specifically Trump's cognitive abilities. I don't think anybody really had any evidence that... President Trump was declining cognitively. I don't think he was, you know, I, I think he did fine in that regard. Uh, President Biden has sounded cognitively declined in the past, but he sounds fine now. Right. He, he goes in streaks. You're, you're absolutely right about that. And from what I understand, that is a sign of significant issues when you seem to be <laughs> when it perfectly comes fine goes. one time and then you're completely off the rails shortly thereafter. <laughs> and, and I, that's all I'm saying. I think it's a concern. Mike. You know, when they say he's weak physically, he, he, he seems to be, and he seems to be weak mentally, and I'm not so sure that we're in a safe condition with him in the Oval Office. That's all I'm saying. It's just my opinion, period. He has some good days, and he has some bad days. How about that? We'll just leave it at that. Well, when he's That's sundowning, right. we got a problem. Sundowning. <laughs> what does that mean? That means the people who have a dementia tend to do worse toward the end of the day. Oh, okay. Noted. I don't know that he has okay, dementia. Hey, but listen, I, man, I, I don't want to take any more of your time because I want to hear your next callers. And okay. I got to go out there and do a little bit of exercise and listen to you on my phone. Yeah, I do too. I want the next caller. I'm tired of Mike. No, just kidding. Thank you so much for Thanks, calling Mike. in. Take care. You're welcome. I really you appreciate it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I would like you to do what I have done. You go down to the Sunbury Motor Company, just grab a set of keys and drive off in a uh, the vehicle of your selection. You can tell them later what you're driving. Right now, I'm in a Ford Edge, brand new vehicle, just a gorgeous like uh, I don't even know what to call it, like a reddish gray. It's really a nice, almost like a brick red color, but it's a three-dimensional sparkly paint job uh, with the moonroof that goes front to back. Of course, it's there all all-wheel drive, ultra comfortable. It is just made for families. You don't want a minivan, then you do want an Edge. It's all-wheel drive, nice and sturdy. It's built on the old uh, uh, Ranger platform, so it's been tried and tested for decades, and it's a, just a super vehicle, and it is a luxury vehicle. It has every technical spec that you could ever want. 
and it's a perfect vehicle, and it's less than fifty grand. It's ideally priced for families too, and uh, you can walk away with one that's thirty uh, something too. But you can't have this one until I take the keys back. But it is a perfect vehicle. Ford Edge is just one of the vehicles that I checked out first at SunburyMotors.com. Look at their inventory online, then give them a call. Give Josh a call, or Jeff, or Ernie, or Austin, or Alphonse, or anybody down there. Uh, they will help you out, and they will just oh, give Jason a call. Yeah, he's going to feel left out. But definitely, uh, go to SunburyMotors.com, plan on your next vehicle. Remember, whatever vehicular need you have, they've got the solution at the Sunbury Motor Company, SunburyMotors.com. All right, welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. We are doing a analysis of the Biden administration, how well he's done. But we can talk about another topic if you send us a note. Uh, the stimulus package and infrastructure are considered feathers in Biden's cap, although if you're my great-grandchildren, you get a little upset. But anyway, uh, he's also has tried desperately to talk to Republicans, according to one of our good callers, and has handled the food and situation well. Not sure what he could have done to Afghanistan, but getting out without a death toll would have been nice. But in any event, uh, on the things that he's done poorly, uh, some of our listeners and Joe say he has not handled Vladimir Putin properly, that the Afghan pullout was a debacle, that inflation, gas prices, the southern border, and the pandemic are all within his ability to do better, and he's not. Cognitively declined, he seems to be having a good day for the past couple of weeks, so that's all good to say. And one of our listeners sends this note. I find it ironic that Are you, you okay? and your... Is this a bother? Are we <laughs> no. bugging you? Well, no, but you've repeated what we're talking about so many times I've grown tired of hearing it. <laughs> are we keeping you up? How about yes, that? you are. All right, there we go. All right. I find it ironic that you and your callers rely on the mantra that Trump made the other NATO countries pay their fair share. This from the individual that refused to pay his lawyers and contractors for work performed while being sued numerous times for not paying his fair share. Can you say hypocrite? Did he? I mean, has he been? Well, that's why we talked about the fact that uh, he was in court numerous times for not paying contractors. Not unusual given the profession he's in as a real estate developer. To be a liar and a cheat? Well, no. Are all realtors liars and cheats? Let's face it. I don't think so. Well, let me answer. I, I think that there are many times where people. Uh, agree to contract for work, they're dissatisfied with the quality of that work, and then they don't pay the bill, and it becomes a matter of litigation. Would you disagree with that? Well, and I I think that is one thing. And so he might have been the worst realtor in history. Let's just stipulate that, or developer, I guess he was a real estate developer and so on. Maybe a realtor, too. Let's just stipulate he was the worst there ever was. Okay, so that's fine. That doesn't stop you from being president. If you are president and you get NATO to other countries who can pay to do so, well, that should be an attribute. Well, I mean, I, d- I don't see the equivalency here. I don't pay my bills, therefore NATO you shouldn't pay its bills. You can't come on the bills. show tomorrow. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if you don't pay your bills, you can't come oh, on the show tomorrow. Okay, I didn't pay my bills, so I can't ask NATO to pay theirs. <laughs> Actually, you should come on the show more often, and that way we could we'll send you more money. Well, I, I think that, you know, Donald Trump is what he is. I mean, he was a New York City real estate developer. and Ruthless. And I can't imagine that there is any New York, state, a New York City real estate developer 
developer who hasn't occasionally run afoul of either contractors he's worked with or attorneys that he's contracted to do certain work. But you're completely uninformed on the accusations against him. So uh, Not I really. People... I've heard them before. I mean, he states them rather clearly there. I mean, there are allegations that he hasn't paid people, that are contractors that have done work for him. 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you. Give but us a buzz right now. The key thing is he didn't just say, I'm not going to pay you. It was, I'm not going to pay you because. Mm-hmm. And then it became a matter of a court to decide whether or not he had a valid reason. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236, upper right-hand corner. And McCain said pretty much the same thing about Ducey. Uh, actually, he asked Ducey at the very start of his career why he would ask that kind of a question, that kind of a stupid question. Okay. I don't know what the question was, but I did find an article that said that McCain did, in fact, ask him that. And then another writer says, Fox routinely calls him our very own Peter Ducey. On the Five the other night, they called him our very own SOB. Lots of laughs. laughs. Well, so, he is that. Well, I mean, let's face it. I think he's developed. When he first started out, I thought, to be honest with you, this guy got the job because his dad's on the network. But he has matured. And the, the same way with a number of other people I've seen in Fox, when they first started out, I thought, man, they're not going to make it. And then they have wound up developing into very good talents. And then, Mark, being impressed by only two major gaffes is pretty low standard to meet when critiquing the leader of the free world. Actually, I said that, not Wait, you. Being impressed by only... I said that he only made two mistakes, in my opinion, during the uh, two games. Oh, okay, so that's a low bar, right. in other words. It is a low bar, I guess, but, you know, every president has made mistakes. Ronald Reagan, God bless him, used to occasionally have to have something well, clarified. Every president, as long as I've been a reporter with uh, had access to the AP, does a fact check after a major speech or State of the Union or campaign speeches. And President Trump's were significant longer than other ones, but other presidents have been subject to fact-checking afterward and well, you know, have oh, been sorry. you know, have been found to have said things that were exaggerated or just plain untrue or misstated things inadvertently or just plain lied, but um, it's sort of like the body politic. It was like President Biden last week when he started out the news conference saying that, you know, inflation is starting to ease and uh, gas prices are stable. If... If things are bad, just say so, and this is what we're going to do. You don't have to lie about them. Um, Just say the truth. Well, Brett Stevens, who's also, I guess, a New York Times uh, commentator, suggested revisions for the Biden administration. For starters, he wrote, the White House needs to focus on American needs, not liberal wishes. The Washington Post reported on Biden's long slide analyzing last week how and why he's hit a wall. They said Biden presented himself as an antidote to his predecessor, offering the promise of what his own campaign ads called strong, steady, stable leadership after four years of bedlam under Donald Trump. But the tumult surrounding the administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan offered an early glimpse of the cascade of crises that have badly eroded Biden's image of restoring calm. Now, I think that's a fair assessment, don't you? Uh, I I, I think President Biden gets a a D-minus on his overall presidency, but I don't think it's been a a catastrophic tumult. He's just not handling things well. Of course, Afghanistan was as tragic as it could be. So, uh, you know, and the loss of life as you get out of a war. So if, uh, you know, maybe other presidents uh, knew something President Biden didn't. You can't get out successfully that it's 
you know that the war well, is un unwithdrawable. Uh, well, something. even when he when he has held press conferences, when he has agreed to talk to the media, frustration with him has crept into those press conferences. Where last year he made a habit of abruptly leaving the podium after important addresses on Afghanistan and the economy, instead of staying and talking to the press. At one presser, a frustrated reporter, and he's been on our program, Steve Portnoy from CBS, shouted, "Mr. President, when will you answer our questions?" <laughs> so he's lost the media. Well, I think he has, and, and it's his own fault. I think that the New York Times was correct, that he's brought on a lot of his problems himself. And is it because, does he not do the things other presidents have done because he is incapable of doing them, because of his advanced age or his mental ability, or does he is he being advised not is to do it because policy? he makes gaffes from time to time? Why would he not do the things that he said he was going to do when he was elected? He says he's going back out on the road. <laughs> right, I can imagine. Heaven that. help us. Maybe Willie Nelson could sing well, he's a coming theme to Pittsburgh, song for him so. on the road again. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to call us. We can talk about this topic or anything else. Uh, we came up with a half compilation of some of the stronger parts of the President Biden's presidency so far and uh, some of the things that uh, I think you can verifiably say he's mishandled. Well, when we I started think, talking I think you can about say he's mishandled the pandemic. Right. I think we can argue that. We talked about the the change among the liberal media. I think that's the real point here. The liberal media is starting ah. to come down on Joe Biden for his mishandling of the economy and other issues and where Previously, they have been nothing but praise. There's been nothing but praise for the guy. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking at him a little more subjectively, and they're determining that this idol of the left may have clay feet. Well, in some of his previous encounters with the news media, you can't argue that he was sharp. He was obviously impaired. So, And it's not the end of the world when you get to be 80-something and you're suffering from an impairment. That's what happens. It's not a terrible thing. But do you want that person in charge of your nation? Well, I mean, I don't know that he's totally incompetent. I wouldn't say that. I don't that. think so either. I, I think the I'm guy... I'm not saying that. I think the, the guy has passed his sell-by date to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, but that's just a recommendation. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's take the quickie break. But we'll take more and comers. that, I may be well past mine well, as well. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, <laughs> yours still has the old pull tab that makes the sharp edges on it. Your, yours. Very funny. All right. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You're so old that you still have this price of you stamped on on you with the blue ink and that little <laughs> stamper thing. All right, 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Go ahead, Joe. Our friend Tom says, like all state insurance, you're in good hands with Joe Biden. The best is yet to come. Dems will keep the House and Senate. And I notice he used small letters on House and Senate, so maybe it's not the House and Senate. What, what other Senate is there? <laughs> what other House is there? Well, there's plenty. There's houses all over, but there's no, no other Senate. Well, there are student Senates. There are other groups that call themselves Senates. Tom, Senate, I, House Senate of Pennsylvania. I, I think you're mistaken. But in any event, we love your opinion. Uh, Cindy, you get 60 seconds. Go right ahead. You know, in fairness, first let's say I'm impressed that President Biden lasted the two-hour conference. Although he, the way he changes his body language, you know, he begins to lean over and then he holds that th- that notebook or whatever it is and leans on the notebook and slowly but surely drifts down to the microphone. That doesn't help his image. He needs to stand up and look presidential. But <laughs> I want to say this on his for his support. I appreciate the fact that he got us out of Afghanistan. I've said that before. I'll say that forever. I'm in no position to ex- suggest a better way to have done it. He kept to the bargain that President Trump established, and I appreciate that, and I applaud him for doing it. I don't believe there was a you know, flowers and birthday cake exit that was possible. Uh, and I also applaud the fact that he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. I don't believe for one minute that that oil was bound for the American consumer. I believe it was bound to Texas to be processed and moved across the world, mostly because proponents repeatedly said that. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. At the time, thank you, Cindy. At the time, the U.S. was energy independent and didn't need the fuel, but that could have possibly changed as our dependency on outside oil increased. So, But we'll never know. Very true. Uh, Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. Uh, in defense of uh, Biden, you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. So, you know, you got what you got, and this is where we are. You know, now we're looking at raising interest rates. Now what's happening? Stocks are going down. Right. That's, they're that's waffling. Good, are they going down or they're waffling? Well, they've been up and down, but they right. they lost. They're down more than up at the moment. Oh, okay. Right, and as, as far as them going down, I like them to go as low as they can because I'm buying them for a lot cheaper than what I was paying for them last year. <laughs> well, I disagree. So, look at it that way. It's it's adding up in your, in your pocket eventually. It, history repeats itself. This is just a... It just goes around and comes around. This is what happens. I mean, we just had baby lambs the other day, and, you know, this is the year of the male, lambs. Oh, okay. So, you know. Okay. Well, Bob. All right, noted. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Bob. Bob. Take All care. Right, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, you don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine. We'll have a lot of Republicans out there voting in the 22. <laughs> yeah, they'll be dying off. Have a good day. That's a great way to, well, I hate to, to win the I hate to bust your bubble, but I'm a Republican, and I've had the vaccine. <laughs> it's and not I a vote. Republican thing. It's like a conservative <laughs> thing, ultra-conservative. One of our emailers says, having his finger on the nuclear button makes me jittery, knowing he, his running record, with he will press it, believing he is ringing the kitchen for a tutti frutti ice cream cone. <laughs> is that what he ate when he was at the shore? I don't know, but that's the kind of tough question he got from the media at the beginning. You recall that, don't you? That he was asked, "What flavor of ice cream did you have, Mr. Biden?" That was when and he was he said running. Tutti frutti? No, I think he said chocolate. I, I don't remember what he said. I've been to his favorite ice cream place. <laughs> really? Where's that? Uh, it's uh, like Atlantic Avenue or something in Rehoboth. It's off the beaten path. They sell Hershey's ice cream there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I noticed that was interesting. I didn't see it, and I think it was last night. 
But the new uh, 7 o'clock show on Fox is Jesse Waters, who is, can be very funny. He made his uh, career, started out his career by doing man-on-the-street interviews for Bill O'Reilly. And he wound up with his own Saturday night show, and now he's got the 7 o'clock slot every Monday through Friday on Fox. But he was going to Scranton, wilkes Barrett to talk to people and ask them how they really felt about Joe Biden. And I wanted to see that, but I didn't, I didn't remember it in time to catch it. And I think it was last night. Well, you hope people are honest about it and give you their real assessment. But I like what our callers have done to, you know, my list only had two big deficit-busting accomplishments, but uh, the other things that he's done, I think, are noteworthy, so good for, good for them. But it, yeah, Getting out of Afghanistan, it, maybe it wasn't as uh, delicate as could be. Well, and to be fair, the bloodshed in Afghanistan on the way out uh, was not at his hands. It was people. Well, first of all, one was a suicide bomber, so that's hard to control in that part of the country. Well, there were 13 Americans killed. You do recall that. Right. In that part of the world. Right. But I was, but I'm just no, saying. No, there. Not in that part of the world. There. Right. I understand that. But I, in some sense, well, that's fewer, but fewer have died this year than the previous years in Afghanistan, right? Okay. Even if you add that 13 in, it's still not as deadly for U.S. soldiers as it was in the past now, because we're out. But if, if he could have prevented their deaths by by changing his actions, oh, that kind of puts the blood on him, doesn't it? You know, we're all so quick yes. to assign yes, blame to Donald Trump. That's why he's on my list of things he didn't do well, because I, there was bloodshed. Is there not any way at all whatsoever to do so safely? I agree with Cindy. I don't think there's any way we'd have come out of there with birthday cakes and balloons, you know, but I think we could have come out of there with a little more dignity and a little more deference to our allies and the people who mm, helped us there. I don't know. Dignity's in the eye of the beholder. I'm not sure that we can You think we, had, we came out of there in a dignified way? I don't know. I don't think you can create... Um, I don't think you can influence anybody, the, the U.S. dignity in that way. If you decide that a war is worth fighting for 20 years and then it becomes 100% clear that you've done a 20-year, multi-trillion dollar mistake, well, how do you save face? Let me ask you this question. In your opinion, does dealing with people from strength... Is that a bad thing or a good thing? <laughs> well, depends on what you, what, what, whether you want to well, win no, or I mean, not. If you're you afraid, I think people. that I still it's say that Donald question. Trump succeeded in a lot of his negotiations because people didn't know how he would react. And I'm here he to kept tell them you, off balance. President Biden's not as weak as you perceive him. Okay, fair Nor enough. Nor is he perceived that way globally. But we're going to have to take this up tomorrow, plus another topic, too, I hope. Uh, we'll take more comers tomorrow morning on On the Mark. It's sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It features Joe McGranahan and Mark Lawrence and you to call us up tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.